What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The numbers told the story they always do. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on Visa. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. Hour number two of a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network, Visa.com, the Visa app, Fubo, Link Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, all brought to you by BetMGM Nevada. It's Gil Alexander. Jeff Parlay is here as well. Jeff, I uh, I botched something. I made an error. Uh, the Lightning, not plus 340, plus 240. You know what my eye caught? The Lightning after after three games. Who has the lead after three games? It's plus 340. My bad. So the Lightning would have to win two in a row. Plus 340 is the price you get on that. Plus 240 for the series. So that makes a little more sense. I was going to say, my goodness. I'd still take them at plus 240, by the way. I do have a preflop plus 150 on them. Um, but that is, uh, I regret the error there. So plus 240 series price on the Tampa Bay Lightning. Unscripted with the crack man, ladies and gentlemen. That's where we are right now. What is intro music? Bill in studio. How you doing, man? Hey, good. What's going on? Uh, you know, just uh, you know, watching some golf. Which uh, yeah. right now we have a one one man at the top of the leaderboard. That's Matthew Neesmith, three under through uh, through fifteen, I believe, or through fourteen. Matthew Neesmith Morikawa has dropped a uh, has dropped back. He bogeyed. So uh, Neesmith atop the leaderboard here, early going of the still, U.S. Open. Is there still some guys to tee off yet? Now oh, it's 11 yeah. o'clock oh, back yeah. east, so I would think it's early. I am yeah. going to be so unproductive today, it's not even funny. I'm oh. just going to watch this. Yeah, no, it's uh, probably a little bit of an edge, ever so small, but probably a little bit of an edge to go out early, I think, too. Um, I, I heard you guys talking about that, too. I had Casey Kerr on my podcast yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, I brought him on about the LIV, but we're talking also about this tournament. And, uh, you know, Casey was giving me a couple things. I, I asked him, I said, you know what, what, what do you think about this tournament? And then I'm, I was like, Casey, he doesn't know the odds on, on the players. So, you know, he's, he was mentioning like Rom and, 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 uh, McElroy and, and I was like, Casey, they're, they're the favorites. They're like 11 to one. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I just, I don't see any value in betting something that's 11 to one, uh, you know, with, you know, a hundred golfers out there. I, I, it's just, uh, to be honest with you, it's, it's a giant hold if you think about it. Uh, 11, 12, 13. You're, you're supposed to ha- be getting 20, 20 to 1 on something like that. Maybe more. I would imagine books love booking golf tournaments more than anything in the world. Yeah, if they had the volume that they yeah. had on NFL, I think. <laughs> well, that's why I think the Masters specifically, because they have the whole winter. Oh, yeah. I think, th- I think that must be their favorite thing ever. That The Masters this past year, uh, with, with Tiger involved, um, was such a big money event. Of course, bookmakers don't want to talk about that. Um, they want to talk about something, someone beating them on a hundred dollar prop bet instead. That's right. Um, 
But yeah, no, this is a big money sport when it comes to majors, especially. And, um, you know, it's funny I I say that because someone yesterday who was friends with Bob Martin. Now, Bob Martin was a legendary bookmaker here in town. The Babe Ruth of bookmakers. The Babe Ruth of bookmakers. And and this person's 81 years old, and he knew him personally, and um, he had a lot of dealings with him. He said in, and I I actually wrote it down when I said, hold on, tell me that again. Um, He said in Bob Martin's office, uh, actually, you know what? It was in his home. He said in Bob Martin's office in his home, he had it framed on his wall by his desk, 11 to 10 built this all. Mm -hmm. So just if you think about that and some of the people that run sports books now that are so afraid to lose a bet to anybody, uh, just think long term. Eleven to ten built this. You know, look, Such a great point. It's just eleven I think to about ten him, is eleven to ten built this all. You don't need to be that greedy. Eleven to ten built this all. Built his house, built his life, made him tons of money. Imagine Bob um, Martin, who was the the again. This is before our time too. Bob Martin made the line everywhere. Right. Period. Right. Wasn't an algorithm, wasn't from offshore, wasn't Bob Martin, one dude. Let me ten built it all. Really really amazing. And also one of the sayings from the uh I you know, I hang out with older guys. Let me just be real blunt. I really don't have that many friends. People think I'm always the, you know, happy guy and going around in Vegas smiling and betting and tipping and having fun. Okay, that's fun, but friend wise I really don't have too many people I can call a friend that I would go out with all, you know. Um, uh, but this guy is an older guy. He's a friend of mine, and I'm out with him. All I seen him dressed up with a nice jacket in the lobby uh, of the building I live in, maybe 30 times. Some this, this guy's 80 years old, dressed up with a sport coat every day, sitting in the lobby, reading a paper. And I'm let's just be honest. My grandfather used to get the New York news and the New York daily news and the New York post every single day. That was his big thing to read those two papers. And, and he put on 10, 10 wins news and every 22 minutes, he got the whole world. <laughs> I'm um, Ron Flatter. And weather. 10, 10 wins. Yeah. So th- this guy reminded me of that. And I finally asked him one day, I said, sir, where, where, where do you go? Do you, do you, what do you do? How are you doing? And, uh, he, he, uh, legendary guy in town. I'm not going to give too much information about him. One day, I told him, I said, you have to come on this show with me. Um, he, I'll just say, he owned the casino in this town. I'll just say that. And I got it out of him. But the different properties and restaurants, he owned 26 restaurants. He owned, and um, oh, he's man. just retired. And he said, that's how I dress. I, I don't have any other clothes. I have 100 sport coats and 200 shirt, dress shirts. That's how I dress. That's how I dress every day. So I got to be real good friends with him. I go, I go out with him two, three days a week now. Really? Uh, his wife said I saved his life. Because, you know, his wife's like, he, he every day, he just, um, you know. Did, did he not know who you were all those times you walked by him? Actually, he did, amazingly. But he just because didn't. of his son, he did, but he didn't realize who I actually was. But uh, he knew of me, and, uh, yeah, we got to be friends, and he's just telling me all these different things and these stories and these tales. And um, he said there was also another one. He doesn't remember exactly how it was worded. It was like... Uh, it takes a genius to break even betting sports for a year, but a moron booking it could be a millionaire. Because in other words, you should you're going to get all the money in the end. You just just take the volume. It's all volume. Mm-hmm. You want to hold two percent, three percent. We know the holds a little bit more than that, but it's all volume in the end, and you're going to make money. And he said he said how much easier it was back then. There was a a sports book. Boy, I wish I knew the name of it. 
on I do know I do it. It was either called the Royal or the Royal Inn. There was a sports book on Convention Center, and and maybe even Jimmy worked there. I don't. I don't it was on Convention Center, and he said these guys back in Boston, uh, in the know. Let's just call them that. They used to run this, and they used to take more money in that sports book than anyone's taking now. He's like, it was so much easier to bet back then than it is now. And uh, then he was telling me about the the sheets he used to get, the pieces of paper at the Stardust. They were just handwritten. And he, he knew the guy that stole the half a million bucks. Uh, and remember that story about the guy at, at, the, at the Stardust that went out and was pushing the cart to the back to the little safe room, took the half a million with him and his cat and never, 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 uh, I forget his name right him now. Him and his too. cat. Him and his cat and never, never. Uh, but it's such a, it's a, the main point of what you're saying is so important. Yeah. 11 and 10 built this all. 11 so in other words, this for this for this new culture, not new, but like I think we see it just more and more places now with legalization, the culture of, of limiting and of banning yeah. without really knowing how to profile players with, Perfect. You know, that's Perfect. that's the key. That's the key point, by the way. Like, you don't even know what you're doing. They really Pro- don't. They don't. In other words, they are they're so scared yeah. of certain like or or they're so quick to immediately say, Oh my god, that guy, ooh, what, what a bad yeah. he's gonna take so much yeah. money from us. Let's limit him or you know, ban him or, or effectively limit him so it's a it's a virtual ban. And they miss out themselves on opportunities. Of you know, this is not like the old days of because these offshore guys they know how to profile players. Right. Th- they're so poor at this now that they are they're costing themselves money. Perfect. They're costing that cost themselves and their companies. Yes. They're it, actually costing themselves like money. That dude that just got lucky and beat right. you, you should want him betting every day all That's day. Right. That's right. That's it's right. incredible. The guy, the guy I know from Texas that was betting tennis, by the way, and um, loses a ton of money, ton of money, um, NFL season, every, and he got lucky in tennis, and he was banned in, in, here in town by one of the sports books for being, He won forty five thousand in tennis, betting like three thousand a play. Yeah, you know, he must know something. He won forty five thousand in betting tennis. He must know. This something. guy loses yeah. six figures a year, half a million a year betting NFL. And he was like, I can't believe that I got thrown out. That's exactly, you said something along the way there. They just don't know. They're almost trying to protect their job, they think. But what they're doing is they're doing what their bosses do not want them to do. They're actually costing themselves money. So their bosses upstairs don't even know. Like It'd be like a Michael Gaughan here not knowing what goes on on the casino floor when something happens, why he went down on a certain area of the casino floor. not talking about sportsbook, but... He doesn't know because someone that's making you know forty five thousand a year, not making fun of anyone for making any money, but he says he talks down to the person, he does something wrong to them, and, and they leave and don't come back. And that's um, it's something that that is very interesting. You said it perfectly. We talked extensively about this at Bed Bash Two, Spanky's Bed Bash Two, and Elihu Foistel, who who's in you know who knows this yep. kind of stuff and has experience with you know profiling in offshore. It is it is it is startling. It, how how bad the legalized sports books are at this, and it's just that they cost themselves money, and it's just it's eleven to ten built it all. It's it so everybody, cool. everybody relax. You don't need to limit or ban. You're gonna win anyway. Just yep. relax. Yep. You said it right about the offshore guys, though. These these first offshore guys who were in. By the way, they were in Margarita Island, and and uh, co- even before Costa Rica, then Costa Rica, and then of course going out to Curacao, Antigua, Panama, Colombia. These are the places that are offshore guys. These guys were all 
working, uh, you know, booking in the United States, and they were forced to move their jobs, uh, their companies offshore because of the their laws here. But if you think about the first offshore guys out there, I'm not going to mention any names, but they're literally a couple billionaires out there. They had to literally immerse. Uh, they they had to get. They had to get over. So many hurdles back then compared to today, and uh, and they are all very very wealthy. They had to pay off politicians. Every every one of those countries are dirty, and politician after politician, uh, pay for toll free numbers, giant staff, arm, and they made it. And they gave half sheets away. We'll talk about the half sheets too if you want. After they still the made it. And, and they, yeah, they gave half the money away, and they were still making millions. Kind of going to come back. Want to get into what Casey Kerr said about yeah. live golf specifically, and. Uh, my new biggest Vegas pet peeve. On the other side, Numbers Game Visa, the Sports Betting Network, Bill Krakenberger. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Snakes, zombies, sharks, heights, speaking in public, the list of fears is endless. But while you're clutching your blanket in the dark, wondering if that sound in the hall was actually a footstep, the real danger is in your hand when you're behind the wheel. And while you might think a great white shark is scary, what's really terrifying and even deadly is distracted driving. Eyes forward. Don't drive distracted. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. A numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vsin.com to check the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving every game? The betting splits page is updated every 10 minutes so you can see changes in all the action. Find out where the public's betting based on the number of tickets and where the money does not match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits, yet another way that VSIN is here to make you a smarter, better year round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vsin.com. It's Gil Alexander, Jeff Parlay here as well. Unscripted with the Crackman, Bill Krakenberger. At Bill Crackman with a K on Twitter. And the name of the uh, podcast is Wisecracks with uh, John Orlando and Bill Krakenberger. Check that out wherever uh, podcasts are available as well. Uh, Matthew Neesmith with the one-stroke lead at the U.S. Open over uh, Colin Morikawa, Rory McIlroy, and others. So uh, Morikawa and McIlroy knocking at the door. Morikawa was in the co-leader spot for much of the morning, but Neesmith with the... Uh, with the early edge, this is John Rom for birdie to try to get to two under and one stroke back. Long birdie putt, and he does not get there. I am going to be completely unproductive today. That's all I'm going to watch. Cannot wait. Let's go burger. Let's go home. Let's get him home. What did Casey Kerr have to say about live golf? Oh, boy, I had a lot to say. The reason why I brought him on, we had another guest, and I had to push him, I had to bump him, because I said, Casey, you got to come out with me this week telling me this stuff. Uh, one thing was just like I just seen um, uh, Dustin Johnson there. I said, "What happens to these players when they go out there? What happens to Phil? Does he get booed? People were saying he's going to get booed." Mm-hmm. Casey's like, "Are you crazy? They're not booed. They're not going to even more than he goes. If, they, if if Phil's on the leaderboard day four, 
They will be cheering him with both arms. I mean, I don't know if that. Ha- I don't know what happened at that two part. Offs. Is probably true. Right. Right, right. That's probably true. If yeah. if if it goes the that that is that does show you how irrational a crowd will be. Irrational, perfect. It, it's like they might go nuts hazing him on on Thursday, but come Sunday, not that he's, not that he's going to be, but were he sure. to be on the on the leaderboard, Phil, they would go crazy for in a good way. Yep. Yeah. So by Schwartz winning last week, mm-hmm. winning four point seven five million, his caddy getting four hundred seventy five thousand for one day. The rumblings in the PGA Tour and in the golf world were so much more than that if he didn't win. Uh, and probably, like Casey said, a little bit of jealousy going on there and saying, well, maybe that was uh, not a good move that we didn't. Because there was a lot more people that were offered this LIV Tour that turned it down that you didn't, that you don't know about. Mm-hmm. And he said they're going to be making that transition over. There'll be a lot more players going over there. Maybe not this season, maybe next season. But um, he was just telling me... Um, like Schwartzel made four point seven five million, he probably couldn't have made that the rest of his life on the PGA Tour. For he sure, he made it in one week. Now his wife and kids, and they have you know like all these guys with their wife and kids, they have only only fourteen tours, tour stops plus maybe the majors. And he said that this is a nice thing for people. They get to relax a little bit. And what's what's a nice thing is the money, though. Let's face it. Uh, they're getting signing bonuses. Like a baseball player or a football player gets a signing bonus. I mean, Phil got $200 million. So this, this is this is ridiculous type of money. Right. The, um, the issue being, though, that it's salaries. Some of the lower guys got a lot of money, too, and they're not talked about. Now, you know, Dustin got 100 DeChambeau got 50 I think they said. But there's guys like Pat Perez, yes, who, who joined. Like these guys got like 25 million to sign. Schwartzel got like 20 million dollars to yeah. sign. This is what makes it so fascinating, though, right? Because it's like the 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 rub, you know. Talk about an underestimated word here. The rub on all of this being that it's all backed by the Saudi Arabian government. Correct. Right, and so that is the that is the moral conflict, right? Sure. That is the okay. Can you begrudge someone for taking all those amounts of money that you said if, in fact, this is, you know, what what people some people would call blood money, right? The counter to the counter is, oh, yeah, like, you know, like the PGA Tour uh, hasn't played, you know, golf on, you know, historically discriminatory golf courses, right, for all these years, too. So it's like Very some people, the counter to the counter would be like, well, where do you draw that line? Yeah. Um, and so it's it's a fascinating subject because we are seeing it happen in real time. We have, we have some guests who think it'll be a cultural hiccup, that it won't actually be a big deal long term. But then, you know, who knows? Maybe this will, we're betters. And the, I guess the question to you is, would you, have you bet on? Did you bet on the no. first one? Will you bet on them moving forward? I would bet on it moving forward if they had matchups. Just the futures are really tough to bet mm-hmm. uh, because of the juice in it. And I'm not. I really don't like betting a lot of futures unless you're doing multiple shopping with multiple books, which brings the household down from every household is double digits. So just think about that compared to a straight bet of four and a half percent. You're betting something that's five times worse at least, uh, more actually. There's there's places that hold thirty percent on these things, and it's just. Uh, uh, there's a there's two places in town that maybe hold fifty percent. It's ridiculous, uh, but it, it, so I will bet it because there's only I think there's forty eight in that first tournament, and um, I would bet that type of a tournament uh, if I do some shopping and more p- books have it up. But I haven't really looked into that yet into betting that. But uh, Casey was really uh, he, he came on because he was really animated about. How um, Greg, Greg Norman? Greg Norman is the CEO, I guess, of this company. He's the LIV. face of it, yeah. Yep, and he's the face of it in the LIV. And, and I guess the PGA kind of 
you know, made a lot of money with him years ago. That was a shark. I mean, this guy's worked a hundred million dollars. This guy made a lot of money on tour. He used to fly in the helicopter into his events. I mean, um, oh, he. I mean, he had his own his his own iconic fashion brand. Won two majors. Won twenty events. Wow. So yeah, one of, one of the great one of the great golfers of. And I guess could have been he he he. He coughed up a bunch of majors too. Right, right, right. He was yeah. up like six strokes. Casey mentioned that yeah. also. Mm-hmm. Um, but so, so anyway, you, you just uh, Casey does think, of course, it's going to last. It's going, to, it's going to get bigger. And really, this first event really shook things up. People don't realize that most of the events, I guess, are in the U.S. So when they yes. hear it's right. a Saudi back tour, they think it's going to be on Saudi soil. And um, someone made a good point on Twitter the other day. It's like we don't take the courses to task, right? The courses who are allowing these. Yep. You know, if you are if you are morally opposed to this this you know the fact that it's Saudi backed, why aren't we taking the courses, the American courses, to task that are actually hosting these events? Which is right. an interesting point as well. Yeah, yeah. Listen, we we, we know that. Uh, let's get into a, a, a sketchy area. Like everyone gets nervous to talk about it. Oh, I'm not going to. Uh, we we know that this is uh, the, the Saudis are where all these terrorists trained for 9/11. We know what the maybe the leader or is it, did to Koshagi, we the, the report of the journalist. We know these things that have happened. So I understand both sides and, and the rules there about, you know, the females not even allowed to drive and 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 there are you know, the, the men are the on top of the world there and then there we know all the things. Just there's just so many moving parts that they're over here. The money's here for people and people have to make decisions for their family. Now uh, someone like Rory who you know, made some comments and derogatory things and stuff. Well, well, Rory can do that. He's got 150 million in the bank. Uh, how about if you're, you know, getting offered to play the tour and getting a five million dollar signing bonus? Because that's the ones that Casey said there was a couple guys that got offered like five million bucks that are still on the cusp of of joining. And uh, you know, this is a decision they're making for their family. It's going to be an easier tournament than a PGA event. And why can't they play in both? Why can't they just – I understand today they're playing in the majors. Why can't they play in both events, though, and, and choose which tournament they want to play in that particular week? There's now, listen, the, there's they're not going to skip none of them because they're getting 120000 for last place just to play in that type of an event. You're going to have 60 players not get a dollar this week. I mean – Well, this is why – I mean, it's, it's again, it's – you know, some people don't view it as a nuanced discussion. I do, right, because of what you're just talking about, which is if it were you – Right, that's the that's the whole thing. It's like you can moralize about it, but if it were you and you were a middling to you know low level tour player and you were offered this sum of cash that you are completely unlikely to make ever on the tour itself, would you take that money? You know, and so until you're in those shoes, you can't really moralize about it. That's right. It's easy for us to do so, right? Sure. Um, I sure. have my own thoughts, but they're only my thoughts, and it, it doesn't matter beyond my thoughts. It's, it's just, it's fascinating to observe. And from a betting standpoint, I just want more stuff to bet on. It's and going I, so, to be. So again, people yeah. can people can go after me for saying, oh, well, that's you know, that's great. You just want more stuff to bet on. Good for you, buddy. Um, is, is there, like, do you feel guilty betting on it? And the answer is I haven't bet on it. I don't know that I will, but if it were available for me to watch right. and there was betting value, I hate to say it, Bill, but the answer is, yeah, I probably bet on it. Yeah. yeah talk about, you would think this time of the year when I, I like to bet on golf and, and like, to, like to bet matchups. I'll even bet futures because I am shopping. 
But you would think it's such a slow time of year. Uh, but I was I wrote this down this morning. I'm thinking about, you know, we're mentioning literally seven. We're, we're betting seven different sports right now. At least we are. Yeah. I mean, Bill Krakenberg, Crack wins. Seven different sports. How can that possibly be this time of the year? I wrote them down. NHL, MLB, PGA, NASCAR, college baseball, the NBA Finals. We bet a lot of props, sometimes a totaler. And, and WNBA props. I mean, just think about it. Are you been WNBA? Really? Yeah. yeah. So think about it. This is supposed to be the slow time of the year and it's really not for us. So it just was funny. You said they need something else to bet on. Um, yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm just thinking offhand. I'm betting tennis. I'm betting golf. I have basketball bet. Jesus. There you uh, go. College <laughs> baseball. That's four right there. That's yeah. four. I, and uh, like unabashedly, like that's, it's in our, it's in, you know, we talk about the worst championship DNA. This is what's in our DNA. Like it's not, it's not anything but normal to me that I got four going on right now at the same time. Even though it is June, dead, yeah. of, dead of summer. Yeah, yeah. Um, in many respects, maybe it's more than I would come fall. You know, who knows? Really? But uh, I know NFL is everything. I know. Yeah. That's when you feel like you're in the middle of everything. Oh, oh yeah. Even yeah, though, even though, like, you don't necessarily expect to win like you would in other sports, which sure. is a whole other subject. Coming back unscripted with the Crackman, Bill Crackenberger, right here on a numbers game at Decent, the Sports Betting Network. The Numbers Game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Back on a Numbers Game right here at VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Gil Alexander, we get tweets at beating the book. Always appreciate the, uh, the feedback. Uh, Brad, I was so uh, angry also. He said, I left Morikawa out. I played an awful 10 to 1 live outright on him. Well, at the top of the leaderboard right now at the uh, U.S. Open, just what everybody thought, uh, David Lingmurth and the and the amateur, Stuart Hagestad, three under. A little more than halfway through. Well, Lingmer threw 14. Hagestad threw 11. They have one-stroke lead over the bigger names, Morikawa, McElroy among them, John Rahm, and Max Homa among those who are two back. Early going at Brookline, the country club for the uh, 122nd United States Open. Uh, also tweets here from... Uh, this is from Tim Fraley, one of my best parts of my week, listening to Gil and Bill on Thursdays on the Crack Hour on VEASAN. Let's go. Uh, this is from Jack Hannon. Jimmy definitely, well, thank you, by the way, Tim. Jack Hannon, Jimmy definitely worked at the Royal Inn, he said. Oh, it was a Royal Inn. Thank you. Vegas Vice. Michael Gaughan and Frank Toady owned the Royal Inn, the book uh, Krackenberger mentioned, in the early 70s before he opened the Barbary Coast. Oh, good. Thanks, guys. These guys have been around knowing this stuff. Uh, PJ Podiatron, he said, if, if that number on the lightning was what you said, it was auto bet. Not so much now. I agree with you. Plus 240 ain't plus 340. 39 ain't 29, I believe is what Shaq said once upon a time. Uh, 401k Sports. He says, yeah, not only are these companies losing a lot of money by limiting players, uh, you know, they're losing out on tax revenue in states from limiting the pothole that just broke my front axle. Thanks, Mr. CEO of Entertainment <laughs> Book. I get you. Uh, Lou Dorr. Gilly Crackman on Thursdays. Best hour sports media each week. Thank you, gents. Thank you, Lou. Thanks, uh, Lou. Big Jace bets, also very kind. Uh, he says, I don't know if I'm a D-Gen, but one thing I do know is I can't get enough of Vison with uh, Gil and Bill. Uh, the tennis play, not going so well. That should be pointed out. Ludmila Samsonova, a no-show against Veronica Kudermatova. She's down a set, down a couple breaks. This is not going well. So the tennis play does not look good. Apologies on that one. Again, Wimbledon in 10 days. Cannot wait for that. Those bets will be much more in volume. Uh, Bill, let me tell you my uh, my new Vegas pet peeve. Oh yeah, what was that? That's right. We talked about that off air, but we didn't hear it. So yeah, I've lived long uh, a long time in several major American cities. Obviously, I grew up in Washington D.C. Uh, lived lived most of my adult life in San Francisco, 
and have spent great amount of great amount of time in Boston during my college years, also in Miami growing up. And uh, Vegas is specific for many things. But one thing that I've noticed that is so Vegas that never gets brought up is this thing about driving on freeways and stuff flying out of trucks. Wow. Have you okay. noticed this? I know I know it, that the roads is, here are, 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 are very uh, conducive to stuff like that happening. epidemic. Jeff is laughing. Do you, do you notice this also? Absolutely. Yeah. I have had to swerve on yeah. freeways at top yeah. speeds multiple times. Matt Brown, on the way into primetime action, or, on the, or yesterday, had a paint can fly out of a truck in front of him. His entire car got slammed in paint. Wow. He had to spend the next two hours like trying to get rid of it. You can't. And, you know, you can't, like, chase after the dude. Yeah. What is it what is it with this town that like every truck the the yeah. back end is open and they fill it so high and everything is a perilous drive? Yeah, no, I uh I do notice that happening on on the major interstates. Yes. This this this, this is happening absolutely. Uh for some reason I think the laws are a little bit lax there. Our roads are terrible. We have we have probably the worst drivers in the country. I know that uh you know living coming from New York and even being in all parts of California, L.A., I, I, I was in Miami a couple weeks ago with 95. is probably one of the most dangerous roads in America, oh, 95 South. For sure. And, and, uh, and, and the traffic there, just to, in one year, just 70,000 New Yorkers, just New Yorkers moved to, <laughs> to, to South, South Florida. So my, so, those are my people, Bill. No, they, I didn't want to say that. They yeah. are your people. But, yeah. uh, no, but they, 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 the, the roads there are terrible. The traffic is terrible. I'll still say... Nevada, Las Vegas, Nevada is the worst drivers in the country. Staying in the left lane, that you have to go around them, and and now something I notice this is a, again again a little touchy subject here. Um, I notice our homeless population is getting worse and worse and worse. Uh, I notice them now where the World Series of Poker is. I notice on Harm uh, Harmon, it's called Coval on Coval. Uh, past Top Golf, there's like 2010 set up there. That I never seen that before. I mean, oh, I this is, seen that. It's yeah. it's getting worse and worse, and 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 you know, no one pays and it doesn't cross at the, at the crosswalks. They would, back home it would have been called jaywalking. They don't care at all. They're walking in the middle of the streets over by Hard Rock there, which will always be Hard Rock to me. Very dangerous always area. Always be the Hard Rock to me too. Um, yeah. You, so you anyway, just, you you're, you're right. These roads are the roads, the trucks, like you say, Dude, they, they must have different regulations, or they have people smoking, drinking, and it's gambling. Unbelievable. It's it, it's. Always for me, it's it's fifteen, which of it's course is the biggest interstate in mm -hmm. the area. The only interstate really that people drive on, even though some will drive on eleven. But it's always on fifteen, and it always feels like it's at the least inopportune time where you're either going into the shoulder to avoid uh, the paint uh, right. paint can, or or you have no idea if it, if it's a blanket or something. You swerve regardless. Yeah, you just assume that it's you something assume that could it's something kill you. that's going to damage your car. It's it's. It's unbelievable. And also, and also to uh, what, what Bill said is perfect. It is the word. I don't know if it's Nevadans themselves. I don't know if it's no. It's it, it's, it's people it's, visiting. But yeah. whatever it is, it is the worst collection of drivers. Worst collection ever. Here. Worst Period. collection. And and there there was a dude this morning on the way in. I was like, this guy's trying to hit me. Like he's just trying to hit Jesus. me. Jesus. And you know, you think we live in the moment, and it's where everyone could say this about their own little town and their own city. I don't think so. I do a lot of traveling. I, I'm in Jersey, you know, three, four months out of the year in New York. This this is bad here. This is very, very bad. It's it's bad driving and it's just bad drivers and they and it's it's a mix, I guess. But I would think it's more people that came here and where the new culture has no patience. So these new kids have no patience, and and uh, that's just uh, anyway. Uh, it's, it's the under thirty crowd. The I don't know if I'll it's blame that. Them. I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> just say it's cover your trucks.
Cover, Cover the, whatever trucks. load yeah. cargo you got in the back. Can we get a roof Things on that? Things are always flying around on, on, on 15 here. Uh, and they came out of mostly trucks. There's stuff flying all over. Look at the debris on the road. It, it, it is. And uh, you our state bird now is the uh, that orange cone, though. They're everywhere. <laughs> so The yeah. orange cone state bird. Yeah. You, you mentioned the World Series of Poker. Do we have a COVID outbreak at the World Series yeah, of Poker? Yeah, we do. We um, do. You know, not that. I, listen, um, I'm not one of those fear guys that talk about COVID and, but I just know that, um, I, I know about th- three different people I know and two of them are probably listening. They don't know each other to these guys either. So it's kind of interesting that, uh, they all have COVID. They didn't have it until they got here. They got here and then played in the world series, uh, events over at Bally's in Paris. So, um, I, I just, uh, do you, do you be ever, safe, I guess. Do you ever play in those? No. Do you ever try to? I used to. Did you used to? Yeah. Back in the day. Sure. I played well, in the main event back in the day. You yeah. did. Yeah. What made you stop? Uh, I got knocked out 177th, so I stopped that event. <laughs> no, no, I did though. I got, I actually doubled my money, made like 25 grand, I think it was. Um, but I stopped because uh, you were like, "I'll never do this well again." I'll never. No, no, no. Actually, I'm, I was being funny. I, um, even though I did cash in that main event, I just didn't um, have the intestinal fortitude huh. to put up with the backpacks. The headsets, the attitudes, and and the, you know I'm not trying to brag, but I got a few bucks, and these kids are here being staked, and you know my my friend actually came to town, and he made up these shirts, no backer needed, and he <laughs> no backer means someone's backing you, but these kids, you know, they look up, look down, look up at the cards, look up at you, and they want to challenge you and say, nah, you do you have that ace? Like they'll they'll try to talk to get something out of you or tell. I guess I understand it more now that I get older, but um, I just. You know, it's like, kid, play your hand. You, 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 how much money you got in your pocket? I'll, I'll flip you for your whole stack. Give me a break. Mm. I mean, you're, you're home. I'm not trying to be like that, but it just it got it got me too upset probably dealing with the personalities of some of the poker players and some of the um, – I, I noticed a lot of poker players to be very frugal, too. I'm not talking about general statement, but um, perfect example. Here we go. I'm glad you brought this up. I go to dinner with, after the first week, someone I know won 179000 in an event. I actually did not know him. I knew his friend very, very well. He's like, hey, my buddy just cashed in a big tournament. Can he go to dinner with us? Because I, I invited him to go to dinner. So we go to dinner, and um, when it came time for the, the, the check, when the check came, and I, I was happy to pay. I don't care. But really, it's 150 bucks. I was kind of surprised. Where I grow up. The guy with the most money or the guy that just made a nice score of is usually paying for dinner. Mm-hmm. I, I Honestly, if this guy wasn't blocked in by his seat where my friend was in the center, I think he would have got up and went to the bathroom when, when, when he knew the check was coming. So mm. it's just uh, kind of turned me off. And, I, of course, I kind of totally abused him, to be honest with you. I just He doesn't even know me, and I, I just totally made fun of him and stuff. And, and uh, yeah, no, he, and then he was talk, talking about an interesting thing I didn't know. So he won 179000 and he didn't get the money. He got a slip of paper that I guess he can go back at any time and go get the money at the cage. And I thought it was interesting. Maybe someone on Twitter can help us. Maybe you guys may know. So if you play in these events, do you have to tip? Well, they're taking out money. That goes to staff and fees. I I believe, and someone's going to answer for us. I'm sure on Twitter. I believe that is the tip. I'm not 
100% positive. So I don't think you have to tip uh, because it's already taken out of your fees, the 10% plus another 3% for staff, which I think would be considered the dealers and the floor people. Um, so, it, you know, there was another good subject that came up. Like, you know, we talked about tipping all the time here on this show. I, I love just getting a, a gift card. They can't split that with everyone else. Put it right in your bucket. So, um, anyway, it's just uh, something I noticed that's kind of – and that, it's not a general statement for all poker players. So don't be starting whining and coming after me on Twitter and saying, oh, my God, you're saying poker players are cheap. That's not what I'm saying. It's just a, it's an interesting uh, take on it anyway. Co-leaders now, Callum Terran and David Lingmurth at the U.S. Open. You got them, Jeff? Huh? No? Coming back nope. with a crack man. Numbers Game Visa, the Sports Betting Network. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Snakes, zombies, sharks, heights, speaking in public, the list of fears is endless. But while you're clutching your blanket in the dark, wondering if that sound in the hall was actually a footstep, the real danger is in your hand when you're behind the wheel. And while you might think a great white shark is scary, what's really terrifying and even deadly is distracted driving. Eyes forward. Don't drive distracted. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. The Numbers Game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets and risk-free tokens. Planning a trip to Vegas, you can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Resorts properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards, sports betting's premier loyalty program featuring exclusive offers incredible experiences and valuable perks. When you wager on the BetMGM app, sign up with BetMGM or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. We get tweets at Beating the Book. Always appreciate the uh, feedback. Boy, did we hit a uh, did we hit a nerve here, Bill. First, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. We, we did? What do what? Oh, well, we're here, I'll get to here. We're getting to here. Just, first of all, touchdown, Jesus. He says, if you didn't have Hagestad preflop, you weren't putting in the research, he said. Uh, by the way, Taron and Lingmurth, Callum Taron and David Lingmurth tied atop the leaderboard three under at the U.S. Open. Peter Watry, new Nevada license plate slogan, land of the unsecured load. And then we have just a bevy of tweets uh, about this subject. Backyard Shanty, he said, today, missed patio chair on highway. Last week, a full mattress in HOV lane. A couch in slow lane three weeks ago does not include plastic sheets, stones, etc. Arizona, Nevada, worst driving. Wow. Richard Ng, uh, I, too, have lived in many major cities. Las Vegas, hands down, worst drivers in the United States. There you go. Ed Blust, I lived in Manhattan, New Jersey for many years. I couldn't agree more. Nevada drivers are the worst. I'm scared to scared death to half death. the time. They ignore red lights. 
Stephen Vegas, proof of bad driving in Vegas. Every single billboard in caps in the city is a personal injury lawyer ad. No other city is like that. The successful lawyers make so much money, they fly in private jets and vacation half the year. No joke. Wow, uh, as a fellow guys. New Yorker, I'm a very defensive driver. I keep my head on a swivel at all times. Vegas drivers are totally out to lunch behind the wheel. These go on and I'm on I'm glad and these on. guys say that, though, because, you know, I don't want to think I'm picking on Vegas that we're no. picking on Los These are guys that don't even, some of them don't even live here. Or, or some, you know, they just visit here. So you're reading at one after another now that I just went to Twitter, too. Wow. I mean, they're really, uh, they, these guys agree. And for everyone that actually takes the time to say something. There's, a, there's 50 more that That's do agree right. that are listening. So. This, this is one about your tipping at the uh, World Series of Poker. This oh, is from okay. Jorge Ray, good. good player broke, he said. Uh, tipping at World Series of Poker. Prior to Caesars buying the World Series, tipping tournament staff prior to 2005 was 3%. Since Caesars bought World Series, 3% is deducted from the prize pool, along with this year's 11% tournament entry fee, also deducted from prize pool. Wow, so it is. and that, So they're right not to tip then, reading yes. reading that, right. what, hearing that. It's sort of like, I don't know if you've ever had this word, like the 18% gratuity is built in and the, the wait staff casually doesn't mention that to you sort of thing. That could cost them money with guys like us. Exactly. It totally does. Yeah. I, I'll even, I would, I would have gone. It's like an insult. If you had said it, I would have given you so much more. Yeah. But because you didn't yeah. say it, right. Yeah, that, that stuff got that stuff bothers Well, that you. that that all started and a couple different times throughout the year that certain uh, you know they have certain events in town and people just aren't tipping. Um, that was uh, like the NBA All Star Weekend. They not only not, they didn't tip, they didn't pay the bill. So it, that that's when a lot of that stuff started. I know um, if you go to Joe's, which is one of my favorite restaurants at the Forum Shops. They add eighteen percent on. They don't for me when I'm in there, but they add eighteen. It would cost them money. It really would, um, uh, you know. And thank God there's not an line. I'll say it again for the captain's tip. <laughs> what do you tip a captain? Father, <laughs> <laughs> well, the waiter will take care of him. What do you tip a captain? <laughs> no, but um, that 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 bothers me uh, when that happens because it's definitely going to cost. I auto, I automatically say if a bill's five hundred, you know they're going to get at least a hundred bucks. As long as they're decent, they're going to get a hundred bucks, and then it can go higher from there. I like to tip. This is a great question. I didn't think this would come up come up today. I like to tip the bus boy privately. Mm. So I'll slip him. A, I'll slip him a saw buck. Uh, that's ten dollars. That is people very don't cool. Know. Yeah. Slip him ten bucks because I want I want my drinks to be filled. Mm -hmm. I want to keep up on my drinks. So now does that? I, I would hope they. I never asked one of them. They keep that in their pocket, right? They don't give that to the waiter and say he gave me this. Oh, I would hope not. Yeah, <laughs> Max Homa for birdie. Oh, come on, Maxie. Homa's two back of the leaders, Taryn and Lingmurth. Taryn and Lingmurth, who have a one-stroke lead over Morikawa, McElroy, and more. Jeff just pointed out that McElroy, and then we've seen it. How mad he was when he had a bad mm -hmm. shot. Uh, we still didn't see the shot though, Jeff. It was it was from the actual rough. It was from the rough, basically adjacent to the bunker. He hit it into the the bunker that's about ten yards in front of it, and then he somehow saved par. Oh, incredible! Oh, he went. He went up. He, was, he made the par putt. He was hitting, the, throwing, he got, hitting the hitting the, the bunker. Yeah, acting he, like a child. Made and, the bunker or made the made the par. Ended up saving par. Incredible up, par. Up and par down, save. Up and down from a oh, bunker. Oh wow! A long I didn't way know way. that. Oh, okay. who? Oh, John. Oh. Was that John Rom? Just missed a Ooh. long birdie. This is going to be a fun day for Jeff. Jeff, he's going to have some day today. Oh, man. Gil's going to have an amazing day. And, and uh, rooting up them. Now, what do you do? I, I never – do you have to run from here to do something else or no? Not today, I don't. Good. Yeah. And then, but tonight you have to work. Oh, yeah, I do. 
Oh, so, yep. so yeah, so you're, but you're going to have a nice day home and watching the golf and get, get some golf sweats in. And uh, now, do you have tennis today, too? Uh, my tennis match is going right now, oh, okay. and we were we are we're on the cusp of losing with Mila Samsonova, who is uh, was down a set and two breaks. Now she's down a set and a break to uh, Kudermatova. But that's like my that's my last tennis match of the day. Hey, before we go off air here, um, one of the, uh, one of the other things that uh, I don't want to say the old guy, but my my buddy uh, legend in this town told me. There's no correlation between intelligence and financial success. I like that. That's what he said. It's, Especially in the buildings we live in. I there's a lot of trust I, fund kids and they're just idiots. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great, great comment because I think there's a lot of people who immediately equate the two as being related. Yeah. Sometimes it is. Yep. Most of the time it probably isn't. And but here, lastly, before we finally before we get off here. This is going to be a great question because everyone in this room, there's about five of us in here, have had this happen to us. Chip responsibility. Mm. Play a blackjack table. You're going to run to the restroom or play a poker oh, live I game like this and go to the bathroom. Guess what? You better take your chips. I don't care if you have 50000 on the table because the casino's not responsible this, for them. This gets back to our discussion the other day where people are just casually putting their purse or their, you know, their bag. Oh, yeah, we talked about this two weeks slots. ago. Yes. But... I feel so. I'm I'm very consistent. I f- I feel like those people are so overly trustworthy, right? Of the rest of society, they are. and the, they're the, naive. The, the blackjack person who leaves his or her tips, uh, leaves his chips. or her chips. I am fascinated by that person. I'm like, but I would do that too, though. If I'm playing, if I I've played a lot of live cash games back home, especially not here in Nevada. I really don't play too much, but back home. You know, you got six thousand or two thousand or, or three hundred bucks on the table. Stack of red and a couple black chips. You leave the black chips. Well, guess what? They're not responsible. If someone comes by and swipes that black chip to hundred dollars, someone comes by and the guy comes back from break and says, "Hey, comes back from the bathroom and said, I had two black chips on top of my reds here, sir. We're not responsible for your chips." People don't realize that. So well, that's what I mean. It's like, why would you like? I'm, I can't believe. So what are you? You're actually saying something different. You're saying that, it, of course, it's your responsibility. Why of would you leave your chips? Of course, it's your responsibility. I'm amazed that I was like, hey, could you watch my chips? You yeah. don't know me. I mean, I will. Yeah. But like, what if I was somebody else? Yeah. You Casinos are not responsible for that. Hey, you watch my just chips. Just like you go later. to a parking garage, it says we're not responsible if someone breaks into your car. Right. So they're not responsible for even even though they're under camera. Constant surveillance. They're not responsible for your chips. People don't know that. People think this happens a lot in the poker rooms. There's thousand dollar chips. There's flags, which are five thousand dollar chips. They put them on the table and they run. You know, they're playing poker for hours. They have to run to the bathroom, of course. And someone swipes one of the chips. And there's giant stories about this. So um, that's just something that I want people to know out there. Also, if your buddy owes you like five grand, of course we're talking big numbers. Don't ever take one of those $5,000 chips because I'll tell you right now, you ain't cashing it. That casino is going to want to know where it comes from and who who got because because they, over the years, they've lost chips. They've, people have stolen them, wherever it may be. Um, uh, there was a story about Nolan Dallow, who, was a, who used to work for the poker room. Gr- pretty good writer, a great writer, actually. Uh, he worked for the World Series for years. He had a $5,000 chip from MGM, 
that someone gave him. He went to MGM till this day. They still have confiscated the chip. They've never given him the, the, the money for the chip or didn't even give him the chip back. So uh, these people, these, they have internal rules that they uh, live by, and it's usually $3,000 or more they ask you for your ID, which he had no problem giving, but they wanted to know where he got that chip from, where, what table did it come from, who gave it to him, what player, and they needed the person that received that chip to be there at the cage. So there's a couple little mm -hmm. uh, tidbits for you guys out there. That gets back to my story from last sure. week. Sorry. I was telling you about a major casino where they figured out one of their dealers was skimming cash off the table, but they couldn't figure out how that person was getting these massive chip quantities out of the building, right? And then they figured out, oh, they were laundering it through the sports book. The sports book way after. Oh, I read this. Yeah. Yes. No, no, I told I told you about oh, this you told last about week. It. Okay, yeah. yeah. Or yeah. a couple weeks ago. Yeah. They figured out many months later than they would have liked to have figured out, by the way. The sportsman was like, hey, uh, this guy has these big chips. And they're like, oh, that's what's that's happening. That's what's happening. Wow. Yeah. By the way, he lost all the money betting sports. This hour flew by, man. Damn. Bill Krakenberger, everybody. Unscripted with the crack man. Right here on a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Thank you, Bill. Lombardi line next. Enjoy from Visa, the Sports Betting Network. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.